Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Taylor Gallegos. My intention with this experiment is to inspire hope and inspiration in your creative pursuits. Follow along as I interview artists, makers, entrepreneurs, and creatives from all walks of life. Listen while you work, listen while you create, listen while you dream up the next breakthrough idea. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, or craft, whatever that may be. These interviews are evidence of that fact. If you enjoy what you hear, please subscribe to the show and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with your friends, family, and all those creative people you know out there. Now, let's dive into this concept we call creativity. Welcome, everybody, to the Art and Life podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Steph J. Steph is the lead singer for the band Wasteland Hop. Wasteland Hop is one of my favorite bands of all time. They're out of Colorado. They're friends of mine. Uh, Yeah, I've gone on tour with them a handful of times as their artist, their live artist, painting during their shows. We've toured Alaska a bunch. They did a big tour down to Ecuador. Uh, they've opened for a bunch of different bands. Taleb Kweli, Macklemore. Shoot, I don't know, a whole bunch more. J5, and uh, the list goes on. You can you can reach out to Steph to get the exact list. But they've, uh, they've been places. They've done things, and they're awesome. You can check them out on Spotify uh, or on their website, wastelandhop.com. They put out about four albums, I think, and Steph J was lead singing on all of them. She's uh, uh, just got a fantastic voice. If you're lucky, you might just get to hear a little singing in this episode. So who knows? Hint, hint. Uh, Another thing that happens is in the middle of it, well, like 15 minutes in, the recording just stopped and we were both just like, oh, what happened? And then I thought we lost it. And the first 15 minutes were awesome. We like dove right in, got to some really cool stuff. And then we started a new recording and you'll, at first I thought about editing out the first part of the second recording because it's like, we're trying to be in pan- kind of in panic mode, figuring out whether or not we lost it. Um, but after listening to it, I think I'm going to leave it in for you so that you can hear this, this very real moment, um, (laughs) where we think we've lost everything. Um, so yeah, this is a great episode. Steph's awesome. I've always loved diving into philosophical conversations with her and I'm really happy to be bringing it to you. So be sure to share this around, uh, Anybody and everybody, you know any young singers out there, share this to them. And without further ado, Steph J. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Thanks for joining me. Uh, Today, I have a really special guest. This is Steph J. of Wasteland Hop out of Colorado. Um, Steph is an awesome human being. She's very talented in in lots of different ways, which we're going to dive into. Um, 
And yeah, Steph, thanks for being on the podcast with me. Thanks for having me, Taylor. <laughs> Why don't you begin by telling everybody about yourself, where you're from, how you got to here, what you do, who you are? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in Loveland, Colorado, and I've always had an interest in music and the performing arts specifically. Um, from an early age, uh, let's see, I was performing in talent shows and both my school and in community choirs. I did like jazz choirs, acapella choirs, a um, bunch of plays and musicals. And then I also got into working with kids pretty young, um, like around high school. I, I was an assistant director for a local children's choir. I did that for a few years. And then when I went to college at CSU, I sang for the acapella choir there, Resonant Ramblings. Um, I've played so many open mics over the years and performed just in, you know, many different bars and coffee shops and um, really just became a songwriting machine in the process of that. I collaborated with so many local musicians and then um, joined a bunch of different bands over the years. Um, and then the one that you're speaking of, Wasteland Hop, that actually, it's a cool story how that one started. I met Nick, who is the guitarist for Wasteland Hot. We were both going to CSU at the same time, and we started like a little side project band with one of our friends who played bass. And then Nick ended up introducing me out of nowhere, just out of the blue, to Mickey. And Mickey was like, you know, I really want to start a band. Mickey's in Wasteland Hot now. Um, and we were like, well, let's do it. No time like the present. So we all decided to get together. And from my perspective, we just met up in some random dude's basement um, with a bunch of other random dudes. And it ended up being Adam from Wasteland Hop, the drummer, his basement, and Brian, the bassist, and me and Nick and Mickey. And that night, we just played a bunch of different songs. We started writing. I mean, it felt like we just clicked immediately. And then, yeah, we started playing shows. And then that summer, we toured in Alaska. It was all of our first time in Alaska, which of course the exception of of Mickey, who was from there. But yeah, never thought I'd get to go to Alaska. And now we go pretty much every single year, and we we tour there, we play there. Um, a few years later, Liz joined the band. She plays violin, and uh, yeah, we've been doing more recently. We've been doing. Um, like music camps with children in the artist circle, which has been a lot of fun, just teaching them like our own instruments. So I teach voice and, and performance and, you know, Liz teaches violin and Mickey teaches, you know, what Mickey teaches. <laughs> and then Adam teaches, you know, drums and, and rhythm and all that. It, it's been really fun to actually not only like, do the music ourselves, but to teach it to children who are very interested in it and some who aren't, but you know, it's just been, it's, it feels more fulfilling, I think in ways I would never have imagined. Um, so yeah, currently I'm still writing my own music. Um, and I've started to focus a lot of my attention into different areas, like, um, more, I'd, I'd say like health and wellness. Uh, I have to say touring and performing is, really taught me so much over the years how intricately my voice and my body are linked. Um, I think the voice is such a 
such an intimate instrument. And for me, when my body doesn't feel right, when my health is off, my voice is then off, you know, so it, it just followed so, so naturally for me then to start to pay attention to more of to how I feel and, and to really put my efforts into feeling the best way I possibly could so that I could perform and, and sing with as much strength as, as possible. Um, so yeah, I see myself as, I guess, really multifaceted and multi-layered. Um, I've always had a passion and interest, a passion for and interest in, I suppose, in, in so many, so many things, not just music, but music for me is like, I don't know, it's my one true love. Um, but yeah, in the past few years, I've received training as a yoga instructor, a wellness coach, massage therapist, and hypnotherapist. And I have a lot of interest in that world as well. Um, and just really appreciate the positive mind-body connection. And yeah, I find myself, I guess, being really creative, not only through music, but through so many other facets um, in life. So I guess you you could probably say that I'm becoming more and more well-rounded as I grow older. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. And are you, uh, I mean, as that happens, do you feel like you're seeing like common themes or are you like, you know, in your health and wellness field, are there um, like ideas or concepts that you have learned from music that, it, that apply there? Yeah, good question. I mean, I think just like it, I am, I find myself to be such a creative person. And so that, that definitely bleeds into yes, my music. And then as well as that more like wellness side of things too. I mean, even with just like body work, you know, as a, as a massage therapist and um, as an, a yoga instructor, I, I find myself like just very creative like I latch on to that creative process and I won't say it looks exactly the same um you know when I'm writing a song or when I'm like writing a flow but it, it feels almost the same if that makes sense yeah yeah um yeah I mean like is, is that like the zone that you're getting into is is a similar would you say it's like a similar like mindset or like feeling totally. in, in your body yeah, zone is such a good word for it. Yeah, um, right. It's almost like like a meditation of sorts, right? Where you're just, I don't know, connecting on on a different level. I mean, I, I oftentimes like to to say like when I'm writing a song, it's it's almost like it's not coming from me. It's it's coming from somewhere else, and I'm just like tuning into that. Um, and I know that sounds like very woo woo, but it's, it's so true in my experience that like, I, I can't take full responsibility for it. You know, like it's, it's coming from this other place and I'm just somehow like channeling that. And that's yeah. true with like the physical things that I do as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you get to like observe it happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you're lucky enough and if you're smart enough, you, document it you know you you make something of it yeah that's a really cool thought because you know like the when you write a song when you create a song that's like the magic moment and no one else gets to see that part and then you document it and then what they get to experience of it like when you guys play a show 
or on you know when when it's recorded that's like the evidence of the magic that you experienced in that moment absolutely yeah that's fun um it's cool I I feel like I mean I've been on tour with you guys a lot of times and I feel like I've seen a ton of your shows and I've seen you get into this zone and it's so I mean you and then the whole band and it's like electrifying because it's like you guys all transform into these like superheroes (laughs) at least that's how it is in (laughs) my head (laughs) it's awesome why don't you talk yeah. a little bit about what that's what that's like on stage, like, you know, oh, what, what that experience is like? Man, the performance, yeah, electrifying is a good word for it. It, I love performing so much. It's like, I don't know, I become like this whole different beast when I perform. I don't even know where it's coming from. I've, it's always been that way ever since I was a little girl. I just, I loved performing. It's not even that I really like to be like the center of attention all of the time it's just like there's something about that stage and and getting on it and and like telling a story you know even if it's like acting or singing a song or dancing around you know it's just like the story that you get to communicate to these willing participants that are there watching the whole thing happen um yeah it's it's amazing it's hard to sometimes even put into words how how it feels to me it's like I've always said it's like home it just feels like home like where I'm supposed to be and then I get off stage and I feel like I'm, I'm a totally different animal you know but um, there's something really wonderful about sharing that experience with other people on stage you know when it's just me and my guitar it's a little different versus when it's the whole band when all of Wasteland's in it I remember I had read something this was a few years back about how when um, singers sing together in a choir, they're like breathing and is, is like at the same pace. And then so then their heartbeat is the same. And it's almost as if they're just this one organism, you know, creating together. And that is oftentimes how it feels when we're performing live. Hmm. I could see that, especially um, like when, okay, so when you're on tour, you know, the first couple shows, there's like excitement and nerves and wild craziness and and then there's like a sweet spot of like after you get past the first couple of them that maybe like the jitters or whatever but like you guys hit your rhythm and it seems like that like i've seen other um other shows where like you'll see them at the beginning of their tour and then you see them at the end and it's like they you gel so much and then um it's cool to think about that part of it. Like your heartbeats are going at the same time. Like I'm sure like it would be cool to do brain scans of that sort of a thing and see like what's going on on that level. Ah, that would be wicked awesome. That'd be really cool to see. Yeah. I think there's just so much more than we realize it's actually happening, you know, behind the yeah. scenes Yeah. on like a physiological level. It's, it's really cool. I want to do a brain scan of Adam when he's drumming. <laughs> And he gets that like thousand mile stare on his face. The thousand mile stare. Oh my God. You can't even break it. Not if you no. tried. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. I'm so curious. What's going on in that brain of his? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and like what level of, uh, of like brain waves is he in at that point? 
you know like there's like alpha theta and all these different ones like where's he at <laughs> and where are you at i mean it's it's cool i mean it's funny because right? i i mentioned like the superhero thing but really it kind of does remind me a little bit of like you know uh you're like you're a totally different person when you're just like steph J walking around the street saying what's up and then uh and then look in your eye that's like dialed in and like it kind of it kind of reminds me of the look of in like a tiger's eyes when they're like pacing back and forth and they're like i'll fuck you up (laughs) don't don't make me fuck you up (laughs) because i will Uh, like i mean i did use the word beast yes you did yeah it's true i do feel very beastly when i'm on stage (laughs) yeah well, and yeah. it's funny too because then I get off stage and I think that there's this expectation that that's just how I am, right? And it's funny because so, so many performers and I think specifically musicians are, are like this where they have this persona on stage and then you would expect that to be just their personality, right? That's just how they are as they walk around the world. But in fact, it's actually quite the opposite of how they, they really behave. Not always is this the case, but I do think that there is a theme here, right? Where this happens a lot with like performers. your stage presence, your like writing. It's it's all... dude. Yeah, what just happened? I don't know. That's never happened before. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. I don't know what happened. Fuck, I don't yeah. either. That was so good. I know we were fucking flowing. Oh shit. <laughs> Uh, no, I just I your voice went away. I looked down and it oh, disconnected. It just said this it just said that your recording is done processing. So that means that we're good up to until then. Okay, so uh. we can just like I don't I don't know how this works for you. Can we just like piecemeal them together now? Yep, yep. I'll just edit them okay. together. Holy shit. I was Okay, well, at least you didn't lose that recording. I mean, we could start fresh if we needed to, but damn. Yep we could but this is so much better okay cool um cool, cool, cool. what were we talking about just now um i think we were talking about how like the the performance persona is oftentimes different than like the the personality of the person off the stage yes exactly yeah. and uh i feel like you were talking saying something brilliant well, yeah, you were in the middle of saying something brilliant, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, that doesn't usually happen, so we should keep going with that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it's just that, oh, yeah, it's like a it's like a pen name or like a, you know, like a writer who uses a pen name to, like, yeah. you know, say things. It kind of reminds me of, like, Batman, you know, like, Bruce Wayne can't do all the stuff because he's Bruce Wayne that he would want to, but as Batman, he can do a whole lot more. Absolutely. That's, that is an amazing example. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels. Yeah. Yeah, and and then I get off stage, and people are like, you know, almost, there's that expectation. It's like, well, actually, I'm just kind of, just little old me now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, I can see that. Yeah, especially like, uh, you know, as as you go along um, in your music career, you know, I'm sure you like you try more things, you get more adventurous with your onstage persona. And and when you 
when you sing a song, you know, you guys perform the same song hundreds of times, I'm sure you start to be like, all right, well, how can we really knock this out of the park? And how can I, you know, okay, it worked last time when I really went off on this one spot. Like, I'm going to do that again even more. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You're just a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's, um, I, I mean, Banksy is an artist who I feel like has kind of figured that out really well. I mean, who the hell is Banksy anyway? And he just like uses, he's like the Batman of art, basically. Yeah, I'm not terribly familiar with Banksy at all. Ooh, really? Okay. Banksy is like one of the biggest um, artists of our generation right now. He's out of England and he does all these spray painting, um, like stencil type things. And they're all social commentary. They're like big statements. And, and, and now he's grown into this like really world renowned artist who's, yeah, he's kind of like turning the whole art world on its head and nobody knows who he is like him. Wouldn't even be able to recognize him on the street as he walked past kind of thing. No, I mean, no, it's a mystery. Like he, he has only, he's only revealed himself as Banksy. He like, we, no one's ever seen him before. He never shows up to a, a showing or a gallery or anything like that. So and do we so, even know if it's one person? Could it be like a, a collective of sorts? It definitely could be. It definitely could be. Very and um, yeah. And, and with that, it allows him a lot of freedom to just like say what he wants and, and not be worried about the ramifications. Right. Yeah. It's a superhero mask you get to hide behind. Exactly. Um, Why don't you dive into songwriting a little bit? Maybe like your process or inspirations or anything like that. So songwriting, let's see. For me, oftentimes what I'll do, and I've been switching it up more, I'd say within the past few years, but Originally, what I would do is I just take out my guitar and I just start dinking away on it, coming up with chords that sound cool. I like to just play with shapes when I play on the guitar. And then if I hear, you know, a progression that I really like, I'll stick with it. And then I'll just kind of start to hum along and and come up with a melody that I could sing to that guitar part. Um, And usually I'll record it so that I can go back later and listen to it and kind of see what I think. Um, and then sometimes it'll, the words will just come right away. And it's like kind of what I was saying before. I don't know really where they're coming from. It just, just like starts falling out of the sky almost. And then, um, you know, I'm usually always recording so that I can return to it and add to it. Um, but more recently I've been kind of trying to toy with that process a little bit just to see like what more I can come up with. Um, so I'd say like the past few years I've done more like journaling where I'll I'll like do like stream of consciousness even like not even have like an intention set with what I'm writing but just whatever comes up comes out and I write that and then I can return to that later when I'm trying to write a song or say I come up with a cool melody and then I can put you know that that thought to the the chord progression that I've then come up with um and that, I mean, I think every every songwriter is different in how they do it. Sometimes they only do the guitar first or they, they do the, 
the lyrics first. For me, I kind of like to, to play with it a little bit. And I won't say that one is better than the other or works better than the other. I think it just kind of depends on like the mood that I'm in. Mm. But yeah, it, it's, it's neat getting to like play with that process a little bit and to find that like, it doesn't have to be just one specific way for it to work. Nice. Yeah. And um, are you, are you like a disciplined, like s- schedule? Do, do you keep like a regular schedule of songwriting time? Or is it more like when the feeling strikes you, then you're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta get this out. Honestly, I've tried to schedule it and it never works for me. It It's just not something I've, I've found I can schedule into my day. I like to think that I could, like I've set this time aside and I'll still like, maybe I'll just like play older songs or kind of riff. But for me, it's, it just, it'll, I'll just, the moment will strike and I'll hopefully be in a position where I can pull out at least a pen and paper and jot some things down. Or if I'm really lucky, my guitar will be near. Yeah. I, I wish I could schedule it. That would be really nice, but I haven't. Do you feel like, be... go ahead. No, no, I think I'm just speaking in circles at this point. No, you're fine. Do uh, do you feel like if you did try to schedule it, that it might lose some of that creative juice? Yeah, yeah, I think. And that's what I've found to be the case, right? It just feels more like forced, like manipulated almost, instead of like, this is something that, that came to me. Yeah. Like less pure. Yeah, I feel like that is one thing that I'm, I've just like, you know, being an artist for so long, I'm try- I've played with different ways of doing my thing. And um, that's something that I've definitely played with is like, what's the best way to create the magic? Right. You know, is it is it by scheduling it out and like doing like a like I've done like a drawing a day before and, and just like if I get into that flow, then things happen. Um, or is it just like live and keep a notebook nearby you know right yeah that seems to work a little bit better but then you run the risk of like not being creative for a length of time having like a dry spell of sorts right so if you're just like waiting for the moment to strike like what if it doesn't which has happened to me before where it just I haven't felt inspired in a while so yeah I think I think that's something I still should toy with and yeah maybe if you have any pointers (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I've I've tried both ways, and I mean, that's my pointer, I guess, is to um to just experiment with what works with yourself. Um, you know, everybody out there listening, like whatever, there's there's lots of ways to go about it, and there's advantages to both, and then disadvantages to both. And um, I like thinking of art and creativity in sort of a scientific way, in that like there are a lot of different variables that you can tweak and play with. And then they're all going to get you different results. But either way, like as long as that stream of creativity and time and energy is happening, then really it's all good. Sure. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Messing with the variables. Right. Mm -hmm. And then just, just see what, see what fits best. And like, I mean, we're all evolving and changing and growing and there's like different, different modes and flows that work for different seasons of our lives. Would you say in this season of your life, you're feeling creative or are you feeling 
more of a, in a stuck spot or where are you right now? I'd say right now I'm feeling creative, but I'm feeling creative in, in, in like different ways, right? So not just with the songwriting process, but in just being creative with um, well, sort of like what I was talking about before, like um, in just different facets of my life as well. Um, you know, uh, being creative with different types of movement and like even getting into like culinary arts and just trying to like, I don't know, be creative as often as possible in, in so many different ways. Um, yeah. If that yeah. makes sense. Totally. Um, we were talking a little bit before this and I was wondering like, what are your thoughts about the current state of the world and, and maybe how like creativity or music or, you know, the world is, is interplaying with it all? Yeah. Well, I think right now it's, it's a great time to, to speak out and to, you know, really let that creativity shine. I think we need, we need to let, you know, our, our hearts shine as much as possible right now um the world could certainly use it um and i think like what better way to do that than through art you know because art art is so good at speaking to people in ways that like just the spoken word often cannot so yeah i don't know it's there's a lot of craziness out there right now especially um so yeah, to to really let that heart shine is that's where I'm at with it at least. Totally. You know, and, I think to like make to make a difference in like even a small scale and like the the people that surround you, to me that's that's what I'm shooting for. Um because maybe maybe you won't change the world on like some grand scale, but in, you can make an impact in your community and in your home and in, in your family. And that's just as important in my view. Yeah. And that's a really interesting like paradox of humans and humanity is that like every one person is just one person out of 7 billion on the planet right now. And like to think that one person is going to be able to like make a impact on a large scale is, is really sort of tough to believe but then at the same time like history has shown time and time and time again like individual humans making like big impacts and then also making big impacts through small impacts yeah you're right you're absolutely right and and so it's, it's definitely while it seems sort of impossible it's also inspiring in that way to think that like no, it's not impossible. It is possible. And like small changes, little, little actions, little motions to, toward each other can really make a big impact overall. And we may never that's, even be able to see it. Yeah, it may not even be in our lifetime. That's true. Yeah, there's that's been, super cool. Yeah, there's been, uh, you know, on those tours in Alaska and, and, different places in the continental u.s like there has been some serious magic um some wasteland hot magic 
and I could go into a bunch of them. Do you want to talk a little bit about what, what kind of magic you've experienced? Oh man. We talk a lot about just serendipity on tour, how things just like you use the word gel. I'll probably use that here. How things just gel for us. Like, and I think there's so much about that. Like we're traveling as this one pack of humans that really get along well there's always so much like humor and laughter and camaraderie and then you know you go into a public space and people pick up on that and then things just start like clicking you know they just start they start to come together like there's been times where we we roll up into a town we have a show that night and we're not even sure where we're gonna stay that night we don't have like a, a room or any lodging booked we don't know what we're going to do and we just happen to mention it maybe on stage or to some people you know in between sets and before you know it we're like staying at some sick ass house that's got a hot tub and you know or just something along the lines of that it's it happens so often to us it's um it almost got like it got to the point where it was like, we laughed about it. We're just like, man, it was just like serendipity time and time again, every time we, we hang out. Um, yeah, I guess that's one really good example of how things just seem to, to fall in line for us. Definitely. Yeah. I, it's cool. I, I have a very, I have very nostalgic feelings about a lot of those tours, especially like, towards the end of the tour when when you know it's like the last couple shows left and it's been a total wild ride and um you know it's gonna come to an end soon it's like there's just like i feel like there's i've had a lot of those like time sort of stands still during certain songs and it's like wow this is one of like the the great moments of my life right here this is so cool (laughs) right yeah yeah time does almost just like slow down and then you have to just appreciate it right you have to just stand there and appreciate it for what it is and just say this is going to be one of those moments that I just like I don't know lock away and we'll return to later on yeah later on in life like that was a that was a moment right there <laughs> we all have them in our lives we all do yeah, yeah. yep uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the creative process with within the band? I mean, there's like six and seven, you know, six of you guys, um, and you all you all take part in the collaborative process. It's not one person who's like, "I wrote this song; these are your parts." Um, no, we in fact we like hardly we've never really done it that way. Yeah, it it is. Everybody writes their own parts. Um, so. Oftentimes it'll be like Nick will come up with a song or I'll come up with a song and we'll present it to the group. And, you know, before you know it, Adam's got a drum part, Brian's got a bass part, Liz has got a violin part, and Mickey's spitting some genius stuff in the background. You know, it it really is amazing how everyone is so just like, such a boss at their own instrument and at their own part it's never been like 
one person writes a song and then says, this is what you have to play and this is what you have to play. That's just not how we work. I don't think that would work well for us at all, in fact. And the reason being is because everyone's so good at their own instrument. Like it would be silly for one person to to try to take on that role for everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I so I think that's usually how it goes. Sometimes though, we will just say, hey, we want to write a song out of nowhere. And then, you know, all sitting in the same space, start to like birth this new song and just sort of it, it starts to morph into something that sounds cool. We have done that with a few songs before. And that I really appreciate that process because it's really challenging in a lot of ways. Yeah, I'll bet. And uh, but it's I think sometimes when it's the most challenging, when your creativity is like pushed to the edge of like, OK, here we go. Um, that's when yeah. that's when some of the best magic happens where it's like some really dynamic stuff will will happen when you like are forcing you know, and, and like with art, with, with painting, with with drawing, I know I can do this with like shortening the time limit that I'm giving myself to make the art or, you know, like those variables I was talking about. Like you can you can sort of switch the parameters and then like put your creativity to the test in a box that it's not used to and then really cool solutions come out of it. Yeah, definitely. But some really great things uh, occur when we're put under pressure. Yeah, I remember there was one time in Girdwood, maybe on the last time I was up there, and, and Brian, you guys were all hanging out and having band practice, and Brian was just like, hey guys, I was like messing around with this one little bass line recently, like, let's see what you guys think about this, and he just started like doing that, and then like, you know, and then Nick throws in a little something, and Adam's sitting there clicking away on the drums, it was really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, I honestly, I feel like we got so lucky, just this group of humans, how well we work together and just how kind and fair everyone is, you know? And, and that is, I think, what breeds so much of like the beauty in our songs is the fact that we can work so well together. And it, I think people feel like they can step up and be, you know, like Brian that day, like, hey, what do you guys think of this? And kind of, it almost, I mean, it's a very vulnerable thing to do, right? To just say, I have this idea, you can take it or leave it. What do you guys think? And it just feels so good to have, have people just add to it. And it just like grow to be this beautiful thing that, I mean, for so many of our songs, it's like, it's a song that we play, we've now played for 10 years. <laughs> and it was somebody's like random idea one day. You know, and and if there wasn't that that kindness and I don't know, I guess equality that we have in this group, maybe that never would have occurred because, you know, it can be kind of a scary thing to bring that kind of stuff forward. But we do a good job with it. Totally. Yeah. It has to be an environment that's like conducive to uh, like incubating because ideas really need need incubation. Yeah. There's like you know, in, in drawing and painting, a lot of people say like, oh, I can't, I couldn't draw a stick figure. But really, I think what people can't do is they can't sit with themselves in that state of uncomfortable when the thing is just getting started. And really, yeah, if you can, if you can allow yourself to like be uncomfortable and like hold that container, 
for your creative idea, then, um, then it can really develop into something. And like, I mean, what, this, what do you think about like the concept of self doubt and how that plays into your creativity and creativity in general? Oh, it's, it's debilitating. It's best to avoid it if, if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> do you, do you ever have to do Like, do you have an issue? Do you ever have to deal with that or do you not have much self doubt? Yeah. All the time. Of course. Yeah. I golly, I'd love to meet a human that, that doesn't have issues with that. I mean, from my perspective, I think we all have at least a little bit of it, but yeah, for sure. For me, like it creeps in all the time, self-doubt. Um, you know, even that, like the idea of like the imposter syndrome, like I'm, I'm perceived as this thing that like deep down, I don't feel I actually am. Right. But we got to get over that. Um, yeah, I mean, you guys have opened for some really big bands and, did you feel it at that moment and then and then like overcome it obviously yeah yeah like the time we uh we opened up for Macklemore and Talib yeah that was uh that was crazy I was like man I I don't know if I can fit those britches on that was um that was quite the honor and then I don't know if I ever really got over that I mean I know that that was the biggest crowd we've ever played for it was massive but there were like a handful of those people that were actually there for us, you know? Um, but I'd say that's probably how most people get their start. So I don't feel alone. I'm not like beating myself up over it or anything. I'm just like being realistic and, and uh, grateful for the experience. Yeah. Step up to the plate and knock it out. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a fantastic show. I was on cloud nine. I think we performed as well as we possibly could have. We were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, I was wondering, and you don't, you don't have to, but I was, I just want to throw this out there. If you wanted to like sing a little bit or even hum a little bit or something, you, oh, this, yeah. the stage is yours. I, I haven't <laughs> had a singer on the podcast yet. And so um we could keep talking or you could do it right now or we could you know you could think about it whatever you want yeah well uh, are you uh particular about what i see nope all right well this one this is one of my favorite songs ever because it was like my favorite movie ever growing up i would play it and then i'd I'd, I'd watch it till the very end and then i'd put it back in the vcr and rewind it and play it again Anyway, I digress. Um, here we go. Somewhere over the rainbow lay up high There's a that I've heard all once in a lullaby Somewhere over the rainbow Skies are blue, and the dreams that you dare to dream really do come true. I'll probably stop there, but yeah. Oh <laughs> my god, that was awesome! <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to ask me to sing, Taylor. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> 
Oh, thank you. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, yeah, it's fun. When I when I talk about you, when I talk about the band and I talk about you, I always I would describe it as like you are you have a voice like Jewel, but you oh. wear but you wear combat boots and kick a lot of ass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I've always been a big fan of Jewel, so uh, I'm gonna take that as a compliment. I do appreciate it. Oh yeah, fantastic singers, you guys, you too. Um, nice. Is there anything? Uh, I got some questions for you that I, I want to throw out. Um, okay, shoot. Okay, so uh, the the big question is, what's your definition of art? Oh, my definition of art. My definition of art is so vast. I think we can make just about anything art if we really put our minds to it. Um, for me, it's just like, I don't know, the word creation comes to mind more than anything. I mean, like I could turn something like movement and food into art, you know, things that maybe you wouldn't even really think of as art off the top of your head. Um, so yeah, I just, I'd say my definition is, is pretty darn open. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yep. That's good. Um, yeah, I like I like to think of like everything as art. I mean, mm. whatever you put into, it, I mean, it's got to have a consciousness to it, though, because you know, like it, if it's like if it's a uh, you know a factory line making like a bunch of the same exact thing, like it would be hard to say that that was art, or maybe that it was like the same level of um i don't know if excellence is the word or or like the high high level of like consciousness along with it Um, yeah so maybe some like to say something about the intention right like that goes into it like that plays a really big part into whether you would consider it art or perceive it as art yeah yeah i think i think you're right um Well, and it's interesting because you can have an intention of like a, a quote unquote negative intention for something, but it could still have, it could still be art, like, um, like a samurai sword, you know, one thing that that samurai sword does is it could, it could kill somebody, but yeah. it's like done so beautifully and with all this precision and care and like handcrafting in the handle and things like that. Yeah, that's. A, a wonderful example <laughs> um all right next question you ready for this one uh, yeah i think i am okay uh <laughs> if you were to go back to and you were standing there talking to you yourself when you were like 10 to 15 years old what mm. if, what advice would you give you who um chill out go easy on yourself girlfriend yeah probably that's what i'd say i think you know we're um we're our own worst critic so many times in our lives and uh i put a lot of pressure on myself at a young age like i think so many people do um and i think as i've gotten older i've realized that was pretty darn unnecessary and um yeah just like kind of more go with the flow and keep an open heart and an open mind and you know, things aren't always going to go according to plan and that's okay. They're going the way they're supposed to be going. 
where do you feel like you learned that um that self-critical element um geez i don't know i what a good question because i think it's it was with me at such a young age too I don't know. I mean, probably a, a mixture of society, parents, just being human, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. Do you feel question. like, do you feel like that at the same time helped you become like the, the level of quality that you are and like the level of excellence that you operate at? Yeah. Without a doubt. I think it it's certainly played into into that like you know it's made me who I am today I mean I'm a very I tend to be a very disciplined person um and I I expect a lot from myself and from others too and yeah I I wouldn't say it's all bad or you know that it was destructive by any means um Yeah. yeah it's been it's been a good thing too I just think maybe to the extent I at a young age took it on was unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting how we like, we learn these things when we're super young and then those things that we learn, it's like, they're like a set of rules or like a code of ethics to live by. And those, those ethics that, that code is like really heavy to carry when, when you're young, like, and, and then, you know, you get, you grow up a little bit and then it turns into like a, a strength of yours. And then, and then it seems like there, there's just like continuous layers of that code of ethics because, and then after that you like can find a balance with it all and you, you can really like see it from a bird's eye view. Yeah, absolutely. Like take the positive and the negative with it and find more of a balance. Yeah. Yeah. Life is a trip. That <laughs> is it's the coolest trip there is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's the only one we know about right now. <laughs> well, me too. <laughs> now, if, uh, okay, this is my last question on this, in this little series. Uh, if you were to recommend some kind of media, so like, what, what's the most impactful thing that you've experienced in terms of media? This could be a book. It's going to be a podcast, an album, a song, a poem, or whatever. Uh, the most? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if I can answer the most. I, I think I have more of like a, a list of things that I think are really cool. The most. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Oh, man. Well, and maybe this just because it's more recently, but... Um, I really, I've been really getting into listening to podcasts. I do a lot of driving from time to time. And so it's really fun just to plug in a podcast and go. And this is kind of cheesy, but the Oprah Super Soul series is really cool. I don't know if you've checked any of those out, but she interviews some really rad people and it's always just really uplifting and insightful. Um, and she had India Henri on for one one episode and I think it's something along the lines of like uh, when I hit rock bottom or something but it's it's just so inspirational I mean she 
just kills it. Indiari has been at the game for so, so long and she just bears it all. She's very vulnerable and uh, yeah, but at the same time, it's just so inspirational. I, I'd say check that out. That's mm-hmm. the first thing that comes to mind, but I have plenty of others that are pretty cool too. No, that's great. And I have heard, um, I heard Oprah's interview of Thich Nhat Hanh and that was awesome. Um, she's good at what she does, isn't she? She's really good at what she does and she has access to everybody. So she's just like, <laughs> they're so awesome. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She does. You're right. It's, it would be, um, she'd have to try like really hard to make it a bad podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But her, but her intention is on point. And that's one thing that I've heard about her. Uh, I've heard it, it talked about her a lot is her, her intention, her power of intention is so strong. Like when she goes into a meeting, the first thing she asks is like, all right, what's our intention with this meeting? Like, what are we here for? And that just like drives everything ahead. It drives it straight where it needs to go. She is such a boss. Yep. I love that woman. Yeah, she is. Um, cool. Well, uh, is there anywhere that, uh, well, first I want to, I want to acknowledge you for being on the podcast and I want to thank you. And, uh, you're Steph J you're fucking awesome. You <laughs> Wasteland hop. You guys are my favorite. I've listened to all your music, uh, maybe more than anybody else ever has listened to your music. And, you know, you're, you're, you're just multi-talented, multi-faceted and, and you're like, you're, you've got this like great leadership element to you. Um, while at the same time, like not, not grabbing the leadership, you know, like you lead quietly and, um, just with your, with your, your intention. So. Well, I very much appreciate that Taylor. And I can't say enough that nice things about you. I mean, I, it's been my honor and privilege to know you and to call you my friend. Thank you for having me on this podcast. It's it's really cool what you're doing. I really appreciate it. Mm, it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> Having yeah. these conversations with, uh, with talented, creative people is like all I want to do all the time. It's great. <laughs> killing it, Taylor. You're killing it. Thanks. Um, mm. Now, where can people follow you? It's going to be Wasteland Hop or you personally, whatever you want. Okay. Well, so the band, we have our own website, wastelandhop.com. And then we also are on uh, Instagram and Facebook, all the social medias. Uh, Me personally, I'm on Instagram at howlliknow. And I'm very seriously considering TikTok because I've heard it's so much fun. (laughs) it is fun. I'm, not, I'm not really big into the social media thing myself i guess yeah tiktok is uh i've dabbled with it a little bit it's definitely i think i think you could definitely have fun with it it's like singing and dancing and like it's people people just being goofy it's funny how different social medias like platforms have sort of a like an overall theme to them and yeah. and the more that you go along you see that like facebook theme is a certain way and then instagram is like beautiful standout moments and then tiktok is like everyone just being goofy <laughs> see that sounds fun yeah. yeah 
yeah it is um it's a good waste of time <laughs> wasted time but yeah. wasting time is fun and that's where a lot of creative stuff happens and like wasted time isn't truly wasted if you're if you're going at it and having fun like exactly yes you're right it's not it's not wasted <laughs> not if you're using it in that way right um well you got anything else you got any other wisdom for for the humans Jeez. oh nothing really coming to mind taylor um geez again thank you so much for having me and i say just uh keep on dreaming out there people keep on leading with your heart and uh keep on leading with an open heart and an open mind beautiful love it all right steph thanks for being on yeah thank you so much taylor i really appreciate you (laughs) you too cheers (laughs) Cheers, man. So that, my friends, was Steph J, the the one and only. Um, yeah, check her out uh, at wastelandhop.com and on uh, Spotify. That's a big one. Check them out on Spotify. Listen to all their music. See what I'm talking about. It's it's wild. It's a beautiful uh, conglomeration of different sounds and styles and flavors. It's probably something that you've uh, something like you've never heard before, and you'll get to hear Steph singing all kinds of different parts and using her voice in all kinds of cool ways. And yeah, go follow him on all the social medias too. Say hi. Reach out to Steph with any creative questions you may have. She's been singing for a very long time. I'm sure if you have any questions about singing, she would love to answer you on that. Um, If you have any questions for me, you can find me on all the places at Taylor G Murals. I make murals. My name is Taylor G. And uh, yeah, share this around. Subscribe. Make sure that you know when all the new episodes are coming out. I'm recording these about two a week these days. And yeah, there's just so much creativity out there and so little time. But um, I'm doing my best. And it seems like you're doing your best keeping up with it. Let me know where you're at, where you're listening to this. I'm always curious. I love to listen to podcasts when I make art. When I'm making my murals, I'm listening to podcasts or books on on Audible and uh I like to think that you guys are all doing the same. So reach out to me. Let me know what's up. What are you doing? What are you up to? What kind of creativity are you getting in on? Are you, uh, I mean, even if you're mowing the lawn, that's great. I want to hear about it. Um, What else? Yeah. Get out there and be creative. Do something that lights up your soul. I mean, if you don't do that, like what's life about? You're just going to spend your life doing things that you don't care about all the way, like, live creativity a moment spent being creative is definitely not a moment wasted it's uh it's good for you in all sorts of ways and it's good for everybody else too um you know put on your own oxygen mask and then you can help others art is is an oxygen mask for a lot of us so with that lots of love to you hope you're staying uh Staying well emotionally, physically, mentally in this crazy effing world we're in. Cheers.